0: You're listening to Trinity Fremont's sermon podcast, where you can hear God's word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. Right, this weekend, uh, over the next couple of weeks, we've got some, some special celebrations uh, in the history of the church. Uh, this weekend is, is Reformation weekend, uh, and let's see, is it working? Yes, this weekend is Reformation weekend. Uh, next weekend uh, is, is uh, All Saints weekend, right, because in the, in the history of the church, those have gone back to back, where October 31st is Reformation Sunday, or Reformation Day, uh, that's the, the commemoration of the day that Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the church door in Wittenberg and started all this conversations and and moving forward in the history of the church. Uh, and then November 1st is, is All Saints Day, a day that, that we remember those who have gone to be with Jesus over the past week, and so, uh, we, we, or over the past year. And so we can look to Jesus in, in both of these. But uh, as we come to Reformation Weekend... Uh, my question and this is not one to necessarily answer out loud. I know I asked a lot of those, but but what is what's reformation? What's it what's it all about? And and the answer I think is pretty simple because sometimes we can go all over the place and kind of look through the history, but but reformation is really all about Jesus. Right? As we gather in worship, we don't come to to worship Martin Luther, right? We come to worship Jesus. This isn't about Luther's former congregations or former church, right? It's about Jesus, right? That's the point. That was was the point that Luther was trying to make, is is we want to make sure that we're focused on Jesus. And the church throughout time and history has not always been focused on Jesus, and that same is still today, right? There's still things that get in our way of focusing on Jesus. Uh, I got this conversation I got to have really kind of specifically last night as at our six o'clock worship service when the Husker game got over at 610, right? And, and, and how do we, you know, where, where do we, where, you know, did you come to worship? Did you, did you stay at home to finish the game? I mean, that was the first time in 2,500 days that we've won three games in a row. So like, right, that's a big deal. That's worth celebrating, right? At church. No, um, uh, but right, it it was cold when you woke up this morning, and there was maybe even a little white stuff on the ground. It, It would have been really nice to just hunker back in bed at times, right? Or maybe today you're already thinking about what's for lunch, or maybe you're thinking about and writing down a list of all the groceries that you need to get before you go home so that you can make lunch, right? But But when we gather for worship, our our hearts and our minds are intended to be focused on Jesus. And so speaking of of, of worship and speaking of Jesus, what, what happens in the worship service? Right, and there, there's going to be lots of answers. You you might give different answers here at 10:30 than you would at, at at six or eight o'clock. This this weekend we did divine service three, which is like five and fifteen. The closest we get to five and fifteen. And if you don't know what that means, that's okay. But if you do know what that means, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? And so so maybe worship is, is it about organ music, or is it about band music? Is it about a sermon? Is it about is it about the the offering? Is it about gathering together as people what what happens in the worship service well no matter what service you go to no matter what church you go to no matter what church body you go to what happens in worship is that god gives and we respond right god gives and we respond to the gifts that he gives so so as we gather in worship we gather in god's house He opens His house to us, and He places on us or reminds us of the name that was placed on us in our baptism, the the name that was just placed on Kennedy just, just moments ago, right? The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God gathers us and reminds us of the gifts that He gave to us maybe a few minutes ago or maybe a few years ago in our baptisms, and then He gives to us His Word. His Word read from Holy Scriptures, His Word preached, and then we respond, right? We, the, the word confess simply means to speak back what it is that we've already heard, right? If you're a, a witness in a, in a courtroom and you give your confession, right, you, you confess to what you've already seen or what you've already heard. That's what it means to confess, is to speak back what you've heard. And so as we, as we gather and worship and we, we hear these good gifts that He gives us, then we come to Him and we confess what we've heard. And, and we also confess where our lives don't always line up with what it is that we've heard or what it, we've been called to do by God. But as we respond, God immediately then gives again. Right? As we hear those words of absolution, as I get to speak those words... Right? So you hear the forgiveness of sins that's given to you. and then on two to three weekends a month, we get to come and taste His gifts as well, taste the forgiveness that He has given to us, His body and His blood broken and shed for us, for you and for me, for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And then God sends us out with His blessing. Right? He sends us out with that, that benediction to go out into the world. And so then we respond again as we, as we sing His praises on our way out, and then we go out into His mission field to spread the good news of Jesus into our families and into our communities. And then at the end of all of that week, we come back next week, and we're reminded of all the good things, all the gifts that God has given to us, and we respond with thanksgiving, right, as we, maybe on the way in, maybe during the first song, or maybe on the way out, as we give back to God just a portion of what He has given to us through the giving of our tithes and offerings, right? That's the flow that God has for us in worship, that God gives, and we simply respond. But that's not just the worship service that that happens, and that's our lives in general, right? God gives, and we respond, right? It's not us that give and God responds, We don't deserve his gifts, right? God gives to us who are unworthy people. We we don't deserve anything that he gives to us. So it's not he's not thanking us for our good works. He's giving to us, right? Because God knows and we know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And when I was when I was growing up, I uh, I memorized a lot of Bible verses, and this was one of the very first ones that I memorized. There was John three sixteen, and there was then Romans three twenty three. Right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But as I always memorized that verse, there was a period at the end of that sentence, or at the end of that statement. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, period. But what's actually at the end of that verse? A comma. Right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a what? A gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And yes, there's another comma there, but Paul loves run-on sentences, and so he continues talking about propitiation and big words like that. But, right, what we see is we're unworthy of deserving it, but yet God still gives the gift. Right, that's what Luther started to see as he was reading through Romans and, and as he was reading through Ephesians, where we read that grace, by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing, it's what? a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Right? And here in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, there's a period at the end of this sentence, but that's not the end of Paul's thoughts. Right? You have been given this great gift. Why? Or for what purpose? For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them Right? God doesn't just give us good gifts to take them and hoard them and sit on them and say, thanks, God, I'll enjoy these. Right? God gives us good gifts. He gives us our talents, our abilities. Right? He gives us our families and our friends. He gives us, he gives us all of our finances. And then He prepares good works for us to do in advance. Right? And all that generosity from God then flows into our generosity, right? Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and will multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way through which, uh, which through us will provide, will produce thanksgiving to God, right? Even our generosity is a response to God's gifts, God's generosity first, right? First John, we love because He first loved us, and that's the same for everything. We give because He first gave to us. We, we, we care because He first cared for us. God gives, and we respond. And again, one of the, one of the things that Luther saw very clearly as he was, as he was studying Romans and Ephesians was that, that your works don't earn anything, my works don't earn anything. His works didn't earn him anything. And, and that might sound harsh, but it's true. Right? Luther, as he, was, as he was growing up, he was living in a time and day where, where it seemed like everything that we did earned us something. Right? The, the good works that we would do would earn us something. The going to church would earn you brownie points for God. Like, praying would earn you something. If I pray the right way, then I'll get what I want, or if I pray to the right person, then I'll get what I want. Uh, becoming a monk, Luther thought, would earn him something, or even giving generously might earn us something. But here's what Luther learned, and here's what, I, what, what you need to know, is that your works don't earn you anything because Jesus has already given you everything, that there's nothing left to earn. There's nothing left to to gain for yourself because Jesus has already given you everything. And this is, if if we get this backwards, that's where we miss the gospel, right? If it's all about what I do in order to earn God's favor, I've missed the gospel. I've missed that it is a free gift given to me. So it's not that, that I do and God responds, but it's that God gives and we respond. So, then the question might be, well, so why should I? Right? Why, if, if, if doing the good things doesn't earn me anything, why should I come to church? Why should I love my neighbor? Why should I give of the gifts that, that I have, of the stuff that I have? Well, again, as you, as you hear that, we need to remember the flow that God gives and we do what? We respond, right? God gives, and we respond. So why do we do the things? Why do we come to church? Why do we love our neighbor? Why do we give generously? It's because God gives, because He gives. And then to, if we were to hold on to those, to not give of the gifts that God has given to us, it would be a waste of His gifts. We see that in the, the parable of the, uh, of the five talents, and the two talents, and the one talent, and the one guy who buried it God's like, well, you're not going to use it, so I'm going to give it to somebody else. Right? God gives, and we respond. It's by grace that we've been saved through faith. This is not a, a result of your own doing. It's the gift of God. Again, not a result of your works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. God gives. We respond, All right So as you go this week, my question for you is, how will you respond this week? How will you respond with the, the great gifts that God has given you, the, the gifts that He has given you here in worship, the gifts that He's just about to give you with the forgiveness of sins, with the, after your confession, after you speak back, then God gives. How are you going to respond with the gifts that God gives you throughout the week? How will you respond to the gifts that God gives? us because God is a giver, and all He wants to do is to continue to give His people His good gifts. And so God gives. One more time. God gives. And may we continue to respond to the good gifts that God gives to us each and every day. Amen? Amen. We pray.